0: morning and welcome to Noah's Window. You know, Mary Alice and I have been talking about the book of Ephesians and we've kind of walked through chapter one. And as I shared with you in the first Noah's Window on the book of Ephesians, we're not really doing a Bible study. We're just looking at a book of the Bible and drawing out great truths that I think is going to be an encouragement to you as you uh, as you live your life. We come now to uh, chapter two And let me just say a word before we go into this chapter. Ephesians chapter 2 is one of the greatest chapters of the Bible. When I hold up the Bible, the whole book is the Word of God. Now, think about that for just a moment. I think about it all the time. There are a lot of good books, and there are even some good Christian books out there. But the one thing that makes the Bible different from anything that any human being has written uh, other than the inspired writers of the New Testament is that the Bible is actually the very Word of God, and it has enormous power You know, uh, in our anniversary weekend, the church was very gracious to us to give Mary Alice and me some wonderful gifts. But the most prized gift for us was a book that was given to us of about 500 of your stories, just things about how you came to New Spring. Many of you wrote about how you came to faith in Jesus Christ. And I was just reading a section of that yesterday, and I was blown away by how many times someone would say there was one particular line in a sermon or one particular statement in a message that that changed my life or drew me to Christ. And, And when I would read those statements, I would often think, well, I think I only said that in one service. But it hit me as I look at those statements and lines and sermons that you guys talked about, that what really made the difference was the Word of God. The Word of God has supernatural power. And this chapter that we're about to go into is so special because the truths are magnificent. I, I thought about something that I wanted to show you before I, I taped this Noah's window. You know, one of the um, series that I saw often referred to in the book that many of you contributed to was a lot of you talked about Song for the Anxious Mind, which is Psalm 139, just one chapter out of the Bible. And I knew there was a document that I wanted to show you before I, before I started the sermon series. I took the chapter... I don't know if you can see this from the camera, but there are like five different colors that I have the text in. Like here's red and here's blue and here's green and purple and black. Well, <laughs> what what you're seeing here is just sections that became sermons. There are five sermons here. And all I did was just follow the chapter and build sermons out of what the Bible had to say. Well, today we're gonna to be looking, as I said, at, we're gonna begin looking, I should say, at one of the greatest chapters in the Bible. And there's so much that we could say about this chapter that I think would be an encouragement to your heart. And tomorrow we're going to dive into it. But I wanted to do something today. I just wanted to read some verses of this chapter and just let them speak to your heart. I mean, tomorrow we'll start taking it apart and looking at some of the individual lines. But I just wanted you to hear it in the context. And maybe you'll see why when I read this, why this chapter is so important. And it's just a corroboration of the fact that this is God's word. Verse one says, once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. (laughs) Well, look at that chapter up to that verse, and that's the first three verses. It's a pretty dark picture of where we are. Look at the very next word. But, but God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united in Christ Jesus. I just want to read all those verses to you today because I don't know where this finds you, but isn't it good to know just how much God loves us? That even though we were outside of the family of God, his love for us pursued us. As I said a few moments ago, it was a great It was a great treat for me to read through that book and see so many of your stories about how you came to faith in Jesus Christ. But one thing's very clear. God used his word, the power of his word, to change our lives. I just want to challenge you once again to get into the Bible. One of the problems that I have with the American church, I'm speaking of that in, in general terms, but one of the problems I have with the American church is it seems like American Christianity today is too much in love with Christian writers. And there's a benefit in Christian books. But should we, should we always remember never to get away from the Word of God, the Bible? To be honest with you, most of the sermons that I preach at New Spring, I'm just doing what I did in Psalm for the Anxious Mind. I'm following the contours of God's Word. I just read God's Word and ask three questions. What does it say? what does it mean and how does it work? Every one of us every day needs to spend some time in God's word and look at the scriptures and ask God, what does it mean? How does it work in my life? Because here's the thing, God's word means what it says and it always works in our lives. So my prayer is that you'll continue on with us here on Noah's Window and Continue to open your heart and your mind to God's word to let it have its effect in your life. I'll be back tomorrow to talk just a little bit more about the first part of Ephesians chapter two. May God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful day. Before I go, could I pray for you and ask for God's grace on your life and those in your family. Father God, thank you that you love us so much that you pursued us even when we were alienated from you because of our sins how we thank you in this chaotic, trouble-filled world that you have left us your word to help us navigate through this life and know what lies ahead because of your grace. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, thanks for joining us on Noah's Window. I'll be back tomorrow and, and I'm gonna like begin in chapter one, excuse me, begin in chapter two to show you some of the things that God has to say to us. See you then.